In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, give you thanks and praise. The gift of our grace, of your grace. Help us to be aware of our, fault, our failings and shortcomings and our sins. And help us to repent. So as to live in your mercy, live in your love. One of the greatest beauties of the Chaldean Church, of our tradition and our, especially our liturgy, liturgies like the prayers of the year, is the liturgical cycle, the liturgical year. And I love praying with that. I love entering into the spirituality of the different seasons. We start out with Advent and Christmas. Advent's preparing for the birth of Christ and then the actual birth of Christ. And then Epiphany, an entire season of the revelation of who Jesus Christ is. And then Lent, an entire season of repenting from our sins and turning back to Jesus. Easter, an entire season dedicated to the resurrection of Jesus, living in the glory of the resurrection of Jesus. And then the season, season after Pentecost, you have the season of the Apostles, which is like the preach, seven weeks dedicated to the preaching of the Apostles. And then we enter into what we're in now, on the fifth Sunday of Kheta, of summer. Then we go into Elijah, and the seasons of the, of the church. So the season of, of, of summer is not like Lent in the sense where we have a whole season of just repentance from our sins, preparing for the resurrection. It's a, it's, a, it's a season after the preaching of the apostles who believed in the resurrection of Jesus, after they preached the gospel, our response should be repentance. So it's a whole season dedicated to repentance. There's even been like, some pushers to change the name of the season to the season of repentance. And, that's, and the gospel messages and the gospel stories always reflect that, especially here today. When the gospel story, you have these two characters, the rich man and Lazarus. And the goal is, and, and you, can, you can take it in a lot of different angles, a lot of different homilies from one gospel. It could be about the poor and us serving the poor, and that's a very valid homily for a different day. But today I want to focus on repenting, acknowledging our shortcomings and asking God for mercy and living in God's mercy and in God's love. And I specifically wore purple. Okay, right? Why did I wear purple? Because the rich man in the gospel is wearing purple. And for whatever reason, that's like a basmod. Jesus is like, oh, he's, wearing, he's, he's even wearing purple. I don't know why, but the thing, purple is like a, a royal color. But his sin isn't purple. Okay, purple is not really a sin. Okay? Might be sometimes, I've seen some purple shirts that should be sinful. But besides that, most of the time, purple is not a sin. And even the poor man, and in his life, when he was living his own life, he was living in a holy life. Why? Is he holy because he was poor? Is he holy because he was homeless? Is he holy because he had sores and the dogs came and licked his sores? Is a rich man unholy and was sent to hell because he was rich, because he wore purple? Purple's not a sin? No. Their sinfulness or their holiness comes of a response of their life circumstances. Life, the situation of life. The circumstances of their life. That's it. That's the reason why. Because the gospel could have easily been flipped. It could have easily been the rich man was plentiful. Thank God he worked hard and he earned a living and he wears the nicest clothes and drives the nicest car and has the nicest meals every night. But he knows and he's thankful to God. And he's so thankful to God that he gives plentifully from his wealth to those in need. That he knew Lazarus was poor and stood at his gate and he knew him by name. He treated him like a person and he loved him and he fed him and he took care of him. And then the rich man died and goes to paradise. That could have been the story. And Lazarus, this poor man who had sores, could have easily been like a pitiful self. All he cared was like, wait, 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 my, my, my life is really, really horrible. Entered into despair 
It's not fair. I hate God. Why am I poor? Why am I sick? Why am I suffering? And he would have died. And despair would have been his demise. And he'd have gone to eternal damnation, assumingly. That's God's judgment, not mine. So the issue isn't your circumstances of life. It's how you respond to them. And all of us in this entire season of of, of summer need to acknowledge our sins and where we fall short of the grace of God, repent and be better. We have to be better. And St. Paul preaching today to the Corinthians gives us a list. 2 Corinthians 12. Pull out your Bibles. Anyone? Nobody. All right. 2 Corinthians 12. Right at the bottom there. He says, he's talking to the Corinthians. He's like, I want to come to you. I'm going to come, but I want you to be aware of, I'm worried that you might fall into these sins. Quarreling, jealousy, anger, selfishness, slander, gossip, conceit, and disorder. I'm really thankful that St. Paul is writing to the people back in the ancient times because in the modern day, nobody quarrels, nobody's jealous, nobody's angry, nobody's selfish, nobody slanders, nobody, nobody even Calvin community gossips. No one in the Chaldean community is conceited and self-absorbed, and nobody's disordered. We're all perfect saints, right? Wrong. Good, but I'm giving you guys softballs here, okay? Just lobbing them to you. Wrong. We all fall into these sins. All of us. This is the nature of humanity. Nothing has changed since Adam to us. The same sins. The same issues. So do we just sit in our sins and like, well, this is who I am? No, we repent and we grow and we have to be better. My prayer for you is to really reflect. If the rich man in the gospel would have stopped and thought, instead of filling his mouth with food and his body with nice clothes and probably a nice house and probably a nice car, one of the things I find so interesting about the gospel is when Lazarus is buried, he goes to heaven. The rich man is, the rich, pardon me, when Lazarus dies, he goes to heaven. The gospel specifically says when the rich man was when he died, he was buried. Because what mattered to him was he had a monument to his name, his reputation, his legacy. In the gospel, he's just a rich man. He's nameless. He's nobody. Because he died. Death should be a reminder of us to repent and live this life, preparing ourselves for eternal, eternal life. So what are your sins? Really take a second and think about it. What are the sins in your life that you have to be better about? If you think that you don't have any sins, or if you have a hard time maybe being self-aware of your shortcomings, self-aware of your sinfulness, ask your spouse. I guarantee they have a list, right? Ask your children. Humble yourself a little bit. Ask your children, what are things that I can be doing better, that I need to repent from? Ask your parents, what are things that I need to be doing better as a child, whomever, whatever your age is. Ask your Christian close friends who can challenge you to holiness. I am so blessed in my life to have good priest friends who can challenge me charitably, kindly, patiently, but can challenge me. In case I am quarreling, in case I'm a jealous person or an angry person or a selfish person or a slanderous person or a gossipy person, if I'm conceited or if I'm disordered. We all need to repent. Don't be the self-absorbed rich man who is unaware of himself. Be self-aware. Repent. Go to confession. We have confessions here every Thursday at, 8, at 9 p.m., every Saturday at 4.15 p.m., every Sunday at 9.15 a.m. Those lines should be packed. Because last I checked, we all fall short of the kingdom of God. We all fall short of the gospel message of Jesus. But it doesn't end there. It ends with God's mercy. So we acknowledge our sins. We become self-aware. 
We repent of our sins. We seek God's mercy and we live in God's love. Be better. Be more. Be repentant. Amen.